coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we are back again, Corey. Mm -hmm. uh, first episode of the new year. Not the first one that's released, but I guess first one that we've recorded of the yeah. new year. Um, True. It's, uh, yeah. Happy, happy 2024. How's it yeah. going? Yeah, it's a pretty good year so far. I mean, it's crazy to think that. No, we definitely recorded the part two of Goaty in the new year. It was like oh, the second we? or third day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. we've had a extended run since then. Mm. Um, off and <clears throat> it's been it's been a good time. I'm not I'm not mad about it. Um, yeah. I like this time of year. Uh, granted, it's changing a little bit um, with all the releases coming, but like. I feel like we can just play whatever we want. There's mm -hmm. nothing new coming out. You can kind of like just play a relaxing game or like something that's been in your backlog for a long time. Regardless, this is a great time of the year where you can kind of just like meh with games. And I really like that because I've been playing a lot of things and yeah. I, feel, yeah. I feel great about it. Yeah. I, um, I agree. Like, um, I mean, whenever it comes to like, oh, this is just as a time of year, kind of sucks. Like early yes. January, like correct there, it's it's not a whole lot of fun. Um, yeah. it's just it's kind of sad. Um, but yeah, as a like gaming time, it is a little bit freeing because it does just kind of have a feeling of you know you. I think you said it well, like you, you're just kind of, you're free from having to cram all this stuff in at the end of the year. And mm -hmm. granted, nobody, it's not like anybody's paying us to do that. It's no. not like anybody's asking no. us to do that. Um, but I mean, you know, it, people on book talk feel the same way about meeting their reading goals and stuff. You mm -hmm. know, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Like we're, we're just trying to fit it in. We're trying to like get a good round approximation of, of the year. And, um yeah so it's it's nice um i was trying to look back through like what games i kind of was playing this time like over the last couple of years um mm -hmm. this time last year dark souls remastered um Ooh, yeah. and uh Same. cyber cyberpunk 2077 was also okay nice um, i was playing that um pentiments also uh, okay. I was playing that around this time last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Year before uh, Lost Judgment was my big one. Uh, yeah. Cause yeah. that was, which is funny. I've played um, it, you know, we, we were kind of talking pre-show about like, Oh, this, this feels like this game or this time of year for this game. You know, it's, it's kind of funny, but like Yakuza games are kind of my early year game. Um mm. Because I've, I mean, not intentionally, but like I'm thinking about it now and like Judgment and Lost Judgment, I both, I played in like January around the new year. Um, yeah, last year I also played uh, Yakuza Kiwami around this time. Okay. I think it was like more like February-ish, but, um, you know, around this time last year. Um, I think I also played, uh, maybe I played uh like a dragon kind of around ish this time um yakuza yeah. zero i definitely did um so yeah i don't know it, it lines up time. perfectly because infinite wealth comes out at the end of this month so yeah i mean sounds like you've just built a nice little habit for yourself to uh -huh. really get into oh i think i'm about to sneeze oh no update i did sneeze oh um, good job 
muted myself for, for those folks. No, I think this time last year I was playing Chained Echoes and a lot of Ollie Ollie World, which I'm not okay. mad about um, in the slightest. And the year before, no idea. Couldn't tell you. It's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Released into the universe, never to be found again, whatever I was playing. Um, and that's fine. But this year, been dabbling on a lot of different things. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and it's been nice to like do that before Infinite Wealth comes out because I think we're both extremely excited about that game. We're going to talk mm-hmm. next week kind of about what we're looking forward to in 2024 and like maybe some pr- gaming predictions and so on and so forth. But I think something that's very high on both of our lists is Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. And so um early year yakuza um energy i'm i'm about it i'm on this train with you please. Oh, yeah yeah it's uh i think it's um i i'm i was trying to think like what time of year most yakuza games feel like they're kind of set in and i don't think they i don't think any of them or at least any of the ones that i've played have any like because, you, you know, like Miles Morales, for instance, Christmas. takes place around like Christmas, you know, like mm-hmm. um, some games, even if they're not like holiday games, they still have like some sort of place in time. I don't think the Yakuza games do outside of just like a, an era of history, you know, um, this I, don't, one I don't. Well, yeah, this one is like summary, um, yeah, very summary. Yeah. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting see um but yeah Corey. um this is this is our first episode back actually getting to talk about like not end of the year stuff you know we're looking we're looking forward at this point we're not looking backwards and uh you know we got to talk to to catch us up though in all of that time that we spent looking backwards we got to look backwards again Corey, and we have to talk about things that have been happening and things that have been playing, be, yeah. we've been playing during mm-hmm. that time. Um, so we're going to do that today. Uh, cue the music. Um, Corey, the, um, not, not too much of news. Um, a couple of things. Uh, th- there have been rumors. I don't know if you've heard. Uh, the Nintendo Switch 2. Um, yep. you might, you might've heard of, of the Nintendo switch. Um, rumor is Nintendo switch Two uh, might be coming out, uh, late summer, early fall. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some sort of, um, I think it was, I think weirdly enough, I think it was like game genie or game shark. Like one of those two from way back in the day. Um, they were, they had come out and said that they were making some sort of peripheral for the switch Two, Yep. And then we're like, Oh, we're, we're lining it up with the Switch 2's launch in September. Like yep. they they just kind of like set it flat out like that. Um and you know, I've seen a number of things being like, hey, you know, kind of kind of take it for, you know, with a grain of salt. It's it's not whatever, but like, you know, it's it, the Switch 2 is by all accounts happening this year, so it's not out yep. of the realm of possibility that it could hit then. Um especially given the fact that like you know, I mean, I don't know. Nintendo does their own thing, but uh, I mean, the original Switch came out in March. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it could come out any time of year. Um, but, you know, it makes sense to kind of line up a little bit with holiday season, you know, hitting around that time of year. So um, it's possible. 
Um, who knows? Um, but I definitely wasn't picturing Game Genie slash Game Shark mm-hmm. being the ones to uh, to announce it. So yeah, it was Game Shark, and so they, they said that then someone from Game Shark had to like walk it back a bit. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, they someone came out was effectively like. Hey, this is just what we're speculating on uh-huh. their release. We we don't know, and I took that as a we absolutely know, and we goofed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> now I, I agree with you. Nintendo very much always does their own thing, and they could be like, "Screw September, we're doing it in April now," because we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think right now, if you look at 2024's calendar, like from next week to late March is jam-packed with tons and tons of games. After that, we don't know anything, really. Um, It seems like PlayStation, most of PlayStation's first-party stuff, um, they don't really have anything coming out this year, uh, truthfully, outside of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Um, which isn't PlayStation first party. They just had the year exclusive on it. Um, Who knows what Xbox is doing? Um, I don't think they know what they're doing. Um, I don't mean that as a dig. I mean, it's just, you know, we don't know it. (laughs) Maybe it's a little dig. We don't know anything though. To be fair though, the FCC discovered last year what they're going to be doing for the next like five years. So I don't think Xbox has to think too hard about it. All they have to yeah. do is just follow, follow, follow their, their guideline. Yeah. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Touche. I'll seed. Um, <laughs> and then we don't know what, we don't really know, know a lot about this year, but we, yeah. the simple fact for Nintendo is that we don't know anything does effectively confirm the switch Two is coming. And we also assume we're probably, I'm not anticipating like a slew of releases for them in the back half of the year. Uh, I'm anticipating like probably like four to five pretty big launch titles along with, you know, we've completely not revamped the Nintendo switch online, but now it comes with this. It's like a better package. We're adding all these different games stuff to it and that nature. Um, so I think while you, I would be, you know, if I was to have to put money on something Nintendo was going to do, I've never put money on it because you just don't know. But this is the one time mm. where I'd be like, yeah, no, toss it all on the Switch 2 coming out this year. Um, and I'm very excited for that, I, but I very much think it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. I mean, like you said, it's <clears throat> we're looking at like a very packed you know, next couple of months with games like, you know, whether you want to play them or not, um, games like Infinite Wealth, um, Tekken 8, uh, Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League. Be talking about mm-hmm. you in a second. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Mario mm-hmm. vs. Donkey Kong, uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, uh, Princess Peach, Showtime. Um, yeah, and then there's like a trickling um sandlands uh yes. got a release mm-hmm. trailer um, april. so that is confirmed to be coming out in april so i mean there there's stuff starting to take shape destiny 2 speaking of shapes the final oh, shape final shape coming out in nice. good <laughs> we didn't rehearse that <laughs> um uh yeah I, and and then there's just like a slew 
of random games that like could be coming out this year might be i mean metaphor refantasio and you know hellblade 2 and just all of this stuff that's like slotted to be coming out this year but just doesn't have an announcement and yeah i mean it's it's a really kind of up in the air sort of thing where even even apart from nintendo we just don't really know what anybody's doing um so it's gonna be it's gonna be a big old question mark for a little while um until people start wanting to share some stuff uh but yeah um it'll be exciting nonetheless speaking of suicide squad um Corey, Suicide Squad is bad, apparently. It's apparently um, very bad. So, uh, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, uh, comes out February 2nd. For people who are uh, not super aware, this is made by um, same people, uh, Rocksteady, same people mm-hmm. that made uh, the Arkham games. Yeah. So, it's, it's kind of their, like, big, you know... Uh, it, I mean, it's really, I guess, their first game since Arkham Knights. Um, yeah. I don't Gotham know if Knights. they've done any. Uh, no. Well, Gotham Knights wasn't them, was it? Oh, was it not? I thought it was. No, because that was the big thing was that. Um, let me look it up real quick. That was the big kind of to do. Whenever, because Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad were announced at the same time, and people were like, you know, really excited, thinking that Gotham Knights was going to be set in the Arkham universe, and it wasn't. Oh, and then, um, but Suicide Squad is, even though it's not a Batman game. Um, Yeah, it was developed by WB Games Montreal, who developed uh, Arkham Origins. So they were the uh, um, they were the ones that did the offshoot Arkham game that came out yeah. kind of in the middle. Um, so yeah, Gotham Knights not super well reviewed. I think largely from the people that I heard talk about it, you know, it was it was kind of what you would expect. Like there was such a focus on all of the um, all of the gear and all of the mm-hmm. like that that kind of multiplayer aspect that it really kind of detracted from what people I feel like want from that game. And I like, I haven't dug in too deep on suicide squad yet, but it seems like it's kind of having some of the same stuff where it's like, um, so it's, it takes place like five years after Arkham Knight. Um, and in this universe, I mean, this is, this is the Arkham games, Batman, now, Batman, I mean, previously in Arkham games, I mean, to our knowledge, like we didn't, Batman wasn't running around with Superman and the Flash and all mm-hmm. these people, but now he is. Now he, now the Justice League is a thing. Now they're they're doing their thing. Um, and Brainiac comes up and brainwashes them and now they're now they're evil. Yep. And and it's up to the Suicide Squad to come and, you know, uh save the day. And it's Again, it's a like four player co-op thing. It has Harley Quinn and um I can't remember the other one. Shark. King Shark Captain, is it Captain Boomerang. Boomerang. Yeah, yeah, and then uh Deadshot. Is that the I think so. fourth one? I think um so. yeah, it's uh you know, I mean it's cool characters and everything, but like, you know, the the stuff that I've seen about it, people are just like, yeah, it's not it's not like super fun to play. Um, like the, it seems like 
production value and stuff, it's super cool. And if you're really into the Arkham universe, it has a lot of Easter eggs and a lot of things that you can really dig into to kind of see how this world has been fleshed out over these Mm -hmm. last five years. But it definitely kind of like, at least from the, again, it's not like the game's not out. Um, People don't, people aren't like officially reviewing it. It's just like previews and stuff, but it's like, it feels like what the conversation has been around games like Anthem over the last Mm -hmm. couple of years and the Avengers and like all of these games that came out that were like, you know, really hyped up, really big budget, excited, like high levels of excitement sort of games that then just are kind of like, because they're, you know, because they, they aren't necessarily what people want. Like people have kind of people, people love the Arkham games for being this like really immersive, really smart single player experience. And they don't necessarily want the, you know, four player mm-hmm. co-op, like shoot them up kind of thing um, where you're flying around, you're shooting like just some purple targets, and, you know, whatever. Um, and again, who knows? I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't looked into it a ton, but it's, I think it's like, you know, I think there's the hope, at least in my head where I was like, I was like, maybe, maybe they'll, they'll pull it off. Maybe, maybe this game will, you know, kick ass and like Rocksteady will, will pull it out. And it doesn't seem like they're doing that again. Mm-mm. Like it could come out, it could be a regular Asgard's wrath situation. Corey can come out and like tens across the board. Who knows? Um, but it doesn't seem that way. And that's kind of a bummer. So it's, this is one of those games where I eat almost feel bad for the developers because this feels like a, like studio executive decision of mm-hmm. okay we've had our time to make like these really good beloved well incredibly well reviewed games in the Arkham trilogy and now we need to make money and look at the time of like i think looking into when this game went into production years and years ago um it was around the time like PUBG Fortnite um, I think even like Apex, I think it's been in development for like eight years, seven, eight years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like, okay, let's jump in on this train. And so they've been developing that. And I believe it was last year, it was scheduled to come out around this exact time. And it was revealed that it was going to be, a, I believe, like always online looter shooter loot box, like extraordinaire thing. And everyone yeah. pushed back hard on that. And so to give them, I guess, a little grace, they've only had a year to now come and make it into a more like a co-op level, almost adventures based game. But I think it still has single play fully like offline support, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And I think, you know, you're asking a team who hasn't done this, that doesn't really specialize in this to then go and do this. And it, it's a clash of it feels like ideology of what they've done in the past. So I want to give them some benefit of the doubt there, like some grace there. Cause it feels very much a executive decision. That being said, it is getting dumped on. Um, sadly. So I think in, had they turned it into a almost 
like a Arkham game in the style, but with like a character selection in a like Sly Cooper scenario where like, okay, Harley Quinn is your Sly Cooper. You have this team mm-hmm. and like you go and you can do missions with like certain certain missions require certain characters, so on and so forth, and turn it into like this single player campaign that can be like co-op. I think they would have had a much better success there than this like 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 we said, Avengers styled game which was a game that was meant to be a, like live service forever game that has now been shut down after like what four years five years something like that yeah yeah um so it's just really sad to see and, you know i think there's a lot of talent there i think they've shown their chops multiple times and have just been kind of like forced to do something that they might not just be that good at um but like we said we don't really know all the reviews yet nothing's being like no, there aren't official reviews out. I think it was just IGN came out and they're like, yeah, this is bad. And then the screenshots you see of like the UI, the user interface for the gameplay is just like disgusting to look at. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much going on there. And you're like, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know where to look. What, what's what, what's going on. Um, yeah. It's rough. It's really, really rough. And you, you just kind of feel bad for them in this scenario. Yeah. Um, and it does seem, I mean, fortunately it does seem like they're making the best version of this game that they can, because yeah, Yeah. you're right. Like they, when, when there was a huge backlash of all of the like live service stuff, they started pulling back and being like, okay, we're, we're gonna not do as much of that (laughs) because we don't want you to, to hate it. Um, and I imagine, yeah, I imagine that's less given, given what Rocksteady's done in the past, I, I, you know, 99.9% like believe that it's not Rocksteady so much as it is, you know, the, the person, you know, the persons who are like giving them the money to, (laughs) to make this game, um, who are trying to extend the life of this and just don't aren't necessarily as tuned in. And so, you know, any of those course corrections probably have been made by the people internally who've been like, yeah, this is, this needs to happen. We need to, we need to make some changes. We need to do something to fix this. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope that, you know, it finds some people and I hope that it leads them to potentially like, click in or leads whoever is publishing them to like click in and be like, hmm, maybe Rocksteady should just should be making some mm-hmm. like solid, cool single player stuff. Cause this is like a, this obviously seems much more up their angle or much yep. more up there. Like, you know, their little alleyway than, than whatever this is. So I don't know. Um, we'll, we will see. It comes out February 2nd. Um, and that'll be exciting either way. Um, Corey, is there any, any new, I mean, uh, Prince of Persia, uh, that, that comes out here now soon. Um, Um, I believe this week, like Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Um, that though, uh, no like official reviews, at least that I've seen, but like, um, the previews are like, Hey, this is a dope game. This is great. I love this game. 
Um, um, I will be talking about him. I did play the demo. <gasps> Look at you. Corey mm. did it. He knows. He, he knows, know. what's up. Um, yeah, I'm here to he's confirm. Oh, he, he whips um, ass. Oh, um, as the kids say, uh, Corey, do it be bussin'? It be bussin'. Oh, I, <laughs> I heard my nephew say, like my nine year old nephew, 10 year old. How old is he? I don't know. Um, he should be saying that. <laughs> he said, he said bussin' yesterday. And <laughs> Like I had to do a double take. I was like, what? I was like, what? why are you, why are you saying, <laughs> saying bussin? Um, I don't say bussin, but I don't think you say bussin either. No, so. I don't. We're too old for um, that. And he's too yeah. young for that. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, that's, that's, it's fun. Um, yeah. yeah, having, I have three, just as a side note, I have three nephews who are all in the range of like 10 to 12. Um, oh. And yeah, they're all, they're, 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 they're something else. Um, yeah. Um, just, just as an aside, Corey, this is just a, a to- totally yeah. other thing. There's not a whole lot of other news stuff. So we'll, after this week, we can drop into what we've been playing. Um, but they came over to our house for the, for the first time, whenever we had our, um, little, little like house reveal party. Um, and they wandered into my office and like looked at my computer and like, I have a, I have a nice setup for my computer because Mm -hmm. I work from home. And I also like, just, you know, I, it's been a while since I've had an office set up. So I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go hard at it. And they, they came in and they were like, Whoa, man, this is, this is sick. This is so cool. What kind of games do you play on it? And I was like, I was like, well, I don't, um, this is my work computer. Um, I, I sit here and do word things and I've like, I've never seen a child like deflate as quickly. Um, and then like over in the corner, so like to keep things organized because we don't have like, you know, our TV is over the fireplace. Yep. We don't have like a console or anything to kind of like store things in. So I made this like mobile cart for my consoles where I kind of, oh. I can essentially like um, tuck it away in my office and then yep. just roll it out. And I've set it up to where it has like an HDMI splitter. It's attached to a, um, like a, uh, surge protector. I just one plug in, one HDMI cord can play any of the consoles. Like it just, you know, it's not Beautiful. like, yeah, it's not like the, it's not like the best thing in the world, but it's super easy just to like roll it out, boom, pop it in, good. Yeah. Um, and they were they were standing in here, console cards over in the corner. I was like, I was like, I mean, I I got it. There's a PlayStation Five down there. Yeah. There's a there's an Xbox on it, and they're like, ah, I don't care. Yeah. Like you don't have you don't have a gaming PC, you you trash no. you trash man. I was like, all right. Hmm. I mean, that's a conversation I think we could have. Maybe not today, but like soon. Of like, our consoles aren't going away or dying, but are they? You know, I, I think with like this massive rise in the last like six seven years with streaming. And mm-hmm. effectively all streaming, not all streaming, a majority of streaming is done via PC gaming. And yep. so much of the streamer audience base is younger and has been getting older. And I imagine a 
The majority of them are also leaning to gaming PCs. I wonder if we're going to see a stark decline <clears throat> in the coming years with like PlayStation and Xbox consoles. Um, again, conversation for another day because I think we'll go super into it. I think Nintendo's yeah. untouchable um, yeah. in that regard, but it's interesting. I think it is. Yeah. And, and you're right. I mean, there, there are a lot of layers to it, but I think it's one of those things where like, I, like my, my nephews, for instance, they were born post 2010 when like Netflix was already like a giant, yeah. like streaming has always just been a thing that's in their life. And they don't like they, and even outside of streaming, just like digital download immediately kind of access to things has always. And so, yeah, naturally like the PC is, is a like good Avenue for that because you have places like steam that are just big repositories of content. You have stuff like Roblox, which are their Mm -hmm. own like ecosystems of, of content. Um, and yeah, I mean like it's, yeah, it it is a, it is a topic for another (laughs) Yeah, we don't because I'm, we don't I'm have feeling an myself hour and a half. Having, yeah, um, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like they're you know my my uh, wife, her niece is boyfriend, who I guess is my niece, his boyfriend. Yeah, um, you know he's in his mid twenties, um, and he's a diehard PC gamer. Like basically, yeah. just kind of like thinks consoles are trash. But at the flip side, like if you're listening to this, Brandon, I don't mean to dunk on you. Um, but I did in person whenever you, whenever you said this, um, he, like, I know more about like steam indie games than he does. Like, yeah, I mean, well, (laughs) the other day we were, um, I, he was like, Oh, what do you, what do you got on your switch? And I pulled up some stuff and I was like, like, I I was like, have you, have you ever seen neon white? And he was like, no, I've never heard of neon. I was like, Oh yeah, it's made by the, um, you know, it's, cool game, like whatever it's made by the same developer of like donut County, which was yeah. kind of like, you know, big steam darling for a little while. Yeah. still like under the radar, but it, you know, it, it blew up on, it was like, never heard of, heard of uh donut County. And I'd also like chances Sonar whenever that yeah. came out, I was like, never even heard of the thing. I was like, it is at like 10,000 reviews all overwhelmingly positive on steam. Have you not seen this? And he's like, I don't know. I just, I just haven't seen it. I was like, mm. you're, you're, you're big. Like I only play steam, whatever. I was like, you haven't, you haven't seen what, what, what do you play on steam? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. And you know, yeah, again, don't mean to dunk. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it just is only, a, just only a little though. It, it's just, I, I think it is part of a like larger conversation about like how the trends yeah. of like, not even just gaming, but like media consumption is different and how like hardlined people can have become, can become, um, should become, I don't know in Mm -hmm. like how they consume media, um, and how things are going to go forward. Um, so yeah, put it on the docket, Corey, we'll talk about it in the, talk about it in the near future. Um, but yeah, uh, we, we don't want to take up all of the rest of this time with that stuff. No, uh, Brandon, D- Brandon's roast session can wait it can until wait. next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got to talk about what we've been playing. Gord. Yeah. Um, what have you been playing since we, you know, since like a month ago when, when we were 
talking about stuff we've been playing. Well, I know we're going to have a kind of an overlap with what you've been playing. And so I'll, I'll mm-hmm. hold that to whenever you're ready. Uh, but oh, let's just follow up the Prince of Persia um, because yeah. I was just there. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the new Prince of Persia game um, is being released uh, this week. Uh, there's a demo out for it right now. And I can confirm it is incredible. Okay. Um, it is a, a side scrolling, um, not 2D, like 3D side scrolling, but no um, like horizontal movement. It's all left or right uh, in yeah. vertical. Um, Metroidvania Hades esque game. Um, okay. There. And so the demo introduces a pretty colorful cast of characters. Um, and you have gone to Mount Quaff, um, in search of the prince. Uh, he has okay. been, it seems he has been led astray, something along those lines. Um, so, and so you were not the prince. You are not, you are not playing as the prince. You were okay. playing okay. in what seems to be uh, the newest member of this team known as the Immortals, who seem to be like the prince's okay. like crown guard, royal guard. Um, who are very bad at their jobs, clearly, um, with how the game starts. And you are, um, a swordsman, like a, not a legendary swordsman, just like an elite swordsman. Um, and yeah, again, uh, you're trying to find the prince. And so, uh, sorry, it is Prince of Persia, the Lost Crown to give it its yep. full, full title. Um, Let's see here. Trying to trying to remember his name. Don't remember his name, which is not great on my end. Oh well, we move on. Um, but you're playing as this. <laughs> I don't sort of his name. I'm sorry. I don't remember his name either. Um, and I feel bad about that because I found him quite uh, compelling. Anyway, you're playing as a swordsman, um, movement through Mount Cough. And where I think some of the, it is a Metroidvania, very much inspired by that and um, its movement and design and getting around. It has some like Jack and Daxter um, energy to it at times Um, as you are like swinging, like doing these like loops on these poles and you have to like throw yourself higher and higher and higher with them. Like I remember doing this in like Jack three. Um, but combat is really tight. It's uh, you have your basic attack with your swords. I do think later on you will get different weapons and can like upgrade those and like kind of choose how you want to go from there. And you get you have a bow and that does range attack slash you can throw like this boomerang thing too with like a charge shot um, that will bounce around the map if you like bounce it off walls and stuff. Um and a block parry mechanic. And then from there, you kind of build this meter where you can do special attacks that do like super high damage or one in the demo where you're like healing yourself. Um, and so combat's really tight. Um, you're kind of like dashing, sliding between enemies' legs, doing some attacks, parrying a guy, dashing back around, landing more attacks, jumping over them, shooting down with your arrows, doing a slam attack. It's very, very well designed. It feels great to play. Um, it looks incredible to play and it doesn't feel not to, I'm not trying to dunk on dead cells, 
Um, I like Dead Cells. I haven't played tons of it, but in those scenarios where it kind of just feels button mashy at times, um, mm-hmm. there there feels like a distinct like strategy. There's like very clear cut timing with a lot of these. Um, some of the enemies can be extremely challenging. They will parry you, um, yeah. and they will kind of like do a triple clutch too. It's like they'll come down, and then like you're trying to like parry in time. And if you parry too early, then they'll hit you like immediately. But if like you time it right on like this like triple clutch attack, you'll parry and it does like. A, sta- a bigger stagger um and that kind of just goes on so so on and so forth the combat is they nailed it knocked it out of the park um as you're kind of exploring the mount you come across um uh, your other immortals they'll be out and about it seems um and then there's kind of a cast of characters as well there's like this goddess i can't remember her name um, but she is the the blacksmith. You come across her, and she was like, "You know, mortals, your your life is fleeting. Uh, I made like these weapons for other mortals, and you're kind of like, do you want to make more weapons for mortals?" She's like, "Yeah, sure, why not? Let's let's <laughs> do this thing." Um, and it seems like there's a pretty like strong upgrade tree where I think again, like I said, I think you're gonna get more weapons as the game goes. Um. And you can kind of upgrade your weapons, your bow, uh, your quiver, things like that. Get more arrows to store. And then also throughout, there's a checkpoints called Whack Whack Trees. Um, I believe there's a more like historical slash religious um, uh, tie to that name. Um, at least it feels that way and how it's discussed. Um and at there at the trees you can set effectively your loadout it's like you have um different talisman slots i believe what it is what it's called you get up at least in the game you had uh eight slots and you would put different talismans in there and some took up one slot some took up two some took up three one gives you extra life like you get 20 percent more life uh, another one, you get five more arrows into your quiver. Another was uh, built onto your combo attacks. And if you land it, if you land, if you time it correctly, you do more damage at the very end. Another uh, decreases the parry window, things like that. Those, okay. you kind of build a different loadout with how you want to go. Then you have different, it was like Acer surges. That doesn't sound right because Acer is um, like Norse, but it could have been that. Um, it's effectively your as you build your gauge, you can set different powers to it. And so the ones that are initially set, one's just a very strong like all-out attack. Another one you set like a radius that if you're standing in it, it heals you. And there in the demo, it showed level ones, level twos, and it sounds like that's going to work its way up probably pretty high. Um, and then you know you. You're kind of just like exploring around. The movement is great. Uh, I mean, obviously there's um, left to right, up and down, but sometimes uh, there's like these vines, and if you shoot it with an arrow, it's going to sprout a platform, and you can jump to a wall, jump off that wall, land on this platform. Oh, there's another vine up there. If I shoot that with an arrow, another platform is going to come down. You're kind of like navigating your way up, and they blocked off parts of the demo. Um, intentionally, because they didn't want they didn't want you to go too far. They want you to explore, but only so far. But it seems like there's a pretty solid, like in depth, 
like hidden passages and different ways to navigate around the place. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, if I can like navigate here, it could be a shortcut for me. I don't, might not have to fight enemies. It's a little bit sh- like tougher, like Celeste like platforming I have to get through. Or I can just do, you know, bounce off this wall, off this wall, get here, kill this enemy, slide under this wall, um, activate this elevator and like fight my way as like the elevator's going up, things like that. Um, and I think when they initially announced this game, I was very excited, kind of waned on it as it went on because some of the stuff, I feel like a lot of the marketing wasn't great for it leading up to this, but this demo has me sold back onto it. And again, it's taking very clear inspiration from Metroidvanias, but this feels like another game that's and in, was inspired by Hades with its cast of characters. They didn't show it, um, but I feel like there's going to be like a re- not a relationship tree, but like you can learn a more different like fighting styles depending on which immortal you might bond with a bit more. Um, because your bow is named, it was like Melionius's bow or Melionis's bow. It was part of the immortals. I'm like, okay, this is his bow. I imagine I'm going to get an, a different immortals weapon and so on and so forth. And like, there feels just that idea of building that those relationships to cast characters more. You're going to get rewarded for that. Um, I hope. It wasn't like confirmed in the game, but it's just like the groundwork that was laid down and some of the things you couldn't access in the menu led me to believe that that's there. This is speculation, not confirmation on that. Just had to put that out there. Don't want any nasty emails. Um, But my only complaint with the demo is that you didn't get to do the boss fight. You work your way through this like section, you get to the boss fight and it's like, oh, here's the trailer. And I feel like a lot of really good demos this is a really good demo. The great demos let you do the boss fight. I was kind of peeved that it didn't let me do it because I feel like I'd learned enough, grasped the combat really well. And leading up to it, it's like pretty tough, like sequence of like short combat encounters you have to do. I'm like, why? Why pull the rug out from under me in this moment? And they did. So I didn't like that. But it's still, free demo, check it out. It's probably like 45 minutes, maybe an hour of your time at most. Um, but it plays so well they they have nailed the combat the movement and the verticality and uh level design in terms of story and like how that progresses it's to be seen um but the core aspects of the game knocked mm-hmm. it out the park just based on the demo alone um it, i think it's gonna be a really strong game in a game that like like is going to shock a lot of people with how good it is. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's, um, I don't, I, I've been, I guess I've been excited about the new Prince of Persia game. I think just from the sense of like, Oh, it looks cool. Like I am. And I think you're probably in the same boat. Like we're, we're not like big Prince of Persia longtime fans. Like I played, a little bit of the original or not the original original, but like, um, sands of time. And, um, but they had the 2008, 2009, um, game that came out that also played and enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Um, but beyond that, yeah, I I don't have a 
like ton of attachment to the series. And so like, I know some people have been a little bit like, you know, ah, this isn't Prince of Persia or, you know, it, whatever. But like, I'm, I'm excited that mm-hmm. like, I mean, for one that it's, again, it's a, it's a good, it's a good use of a property that is otherwise like kind of dying out. And like, it's only, the only other real use of the property that's going on is being is the reboot that's been like delayed and you know poorly like all this kind of stuff so like seeing it being be in a state where it's like hey it's doing some cool stuff it's trying something new and it's doing it really well like that's exciting plus it helps that like metroid metroidvania games so sargon's his name sorry continue sargon yes um yeah of course it's sargon i'm so Um, sorry yeah, um, <clears throat> it also comes out, if you're listening to this episode, the second it comes out, it comes out tomorrow. Um, oh, if you're sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it comes out January 18th. So okay, if you're listening yeah. to this, it's probably out. So if it, um, if it sounds cool to you, feel free to um, check out the demo or uh, just buy it. All right, you know, feel free. It, um, I do, it's $50, I believe is how much it costs. Okay, and I, th- I think we've talked about this before. <clears throat> I really, really appreciate it when games like this, especially from Ubisoft, it's kind of surprising. Yes, yeah, fifty dollars. Um, understand this like isn't a full AAA production. Yeah. This is like a smaller game. We're going to charge you less for that. Fifty dollars still probably too much, but I think shockingly again from Ubi- Ubisoft, this is steps in the right direction. For games where it's just like, we're not going to charge you $7 for this. That's, we just can't. Um, and so, but absolutely check out the demo. Check out the demo, Chris. Because um, mm-hmm. I think you'll really dig it. Um, okay. And decide if you want to pick it up from there. I'm absolutely picking it up. Um, we'll see how that plays in with Infinite Wealth coming out next week. Um, but all around, like, it, it sold me almost immediately, truly, uh, in this gameplay. It's, it's phenomenal. Love it. Um, yeah. Corey, that's super cool. Um, would you like to hear about what I've been playing? I, I would, because I, I, I have some, <clears throat> I, have, I have plenty to contribute as well to this. Love it. Um, yeah, so I have been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake um, <sighs> in anticipation uh, for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. It felt mm-hmm. like the perfect time. I, w- I was like, I was like, all right, I got some time. I can slot it in right mm-hmm. here. I'll I'll even have time to play the um, intermission DLC because that's yeah. you know relatively short. It's four or five hours. Um, I can fit all that in um, before you know Infinite Wealth comes out. Maybe maybe even fit in a Middle Gear Solid One. I don't know. I, I hope so. Um, yeah, my, I, I'm almost <laughs> done with it. <laughs> Look at you. Um, we'll have to. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll touch on that a little bit before before our big Metal Gear special. Um, but yeah, I uh, I've been playing that. I am very, I guess, very quote unquote close to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in like s- chapter wise, uh, the game's like eighteen chapters. I'm in chapter seventeen. Um, okay. So I'm there. I mean, I guess it just depends on how long the last couple of chapters go. Very long. But um, very, okay. very long. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so never mind then. I am I am there. I am yep. getting there. Um, yeah, I 
So I'm, you know, coming up on close to 30 ish hours into it. Um, played a lot of like side quests, done a fair bit of like some extra stuff. Um, and I'm really like, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I think like it's been, it's really made me kind of want to go back and play Final Fantasy seven, like the original to, to a level because like I played Final Fantasy seven back in the day, whenever I was a kid. Um, but most of my like knowledge from playing Final Fantasy seven is me being like an elementary school kid. Um, it's, you know, I played through it a handful of times, but it's, you know, it's, it's an old memory (laughs) that I haven't like really brushed up on, but it, it is a, it is a funny thing playing through remake and seeing so much stuff that even like deep in the recesses of my mind or like being pulled out where it's like, Oh yeah, I remember this scene like i remember like even even like even updated this way even done a little bit differently like i remember you know kid cloud and kid tifa sitting up on this water tower looking up at the stars like you know i like it's it's, i remember cloud falling through the church roof you know like all of Mm -hmm. these kind of things like are clicking and sticking together and it is like a it is it's a funny thing because i know that the most of the actual differences of the game come from the ending um yeah at least from everything that i've heard um but there are some like really cool just i think updates to the game because like final fantasy 7's always kind of landed at least in my memory has always kind of landed you know, in the high middle for Final Fantasy games. Like I've yeah. never been like a Final Fantasy seven is the best Final Fantasy of all time. Even whenever I was a kid, like, because I, around the time that I was playing Final Fantasy seven, I was also playing like Final Fantasy four and Final Fantasy six. And like, they, they were also games that like were in my heart that I was, you know, wanting to yeah. play. And not long after that, like I played Final Fantasy 10 for the first time. And like, um, and so Final Fantasy VII just like never was this like end all be all kind of thing, but it does have a very rich story with a lot of interesting things going on. And so seeing them take this entire like what is happening in effectively like a five hour span in the original game, like they're blowing it up to 30 to 40 hours and seeing what they do with that, because I think that there is like a there's a legitimate fear going into it where it's like, how are you going to, how are you going to make this game into like a, like, how are you going to blow this up like eight times its original amount and like make it compelling? And it is because they like, they go out of their way to flesh out everybody. You know, you Mm -hmm. look at even just like some of the characters you meet from the very beginning with like Biggs and Wedge and Jesse who are such like small parts of the story originally like they're just there they're part of avalanche and they just like die off and that's just what that's just it they're just kind of like fodder they're just a a part of the scenery and seeing them have this like whole story taking place where it's like you know biggs used to like he before he got involved with avalanche he was working at like an orphanage and like jesse her family uh they work for shinra 
And mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm sorry. Sorry if I'm spoiling. It's not really like big, big arc spoiling no. stuff. Um, but, um, but you know, it's like, and so you're kind of seeing how, how you're seeing how that dichotomy works between her, where she's like, she's working for the people who are trying to tear it down. Meanwhile, like, you know, her family is, you know, is on the other side of that coin. And like, you're seeing these characters have dimension, even, you know, even if they are a minor character, even if they are a character that doesn't mean a ton to the story, you're seeing these characters being fleshed out through side quests and things like just like, you know, there's there's a there's a character called uh, the Angel of the Slums. Just yep. that's like just a random like a, a random like force who's like doing good in the slums and like seeing how this how this person is like influencing like is being like a robin hood character to these to these different sectors and like how that means to these different you know whether it's like here's this reporter trying to track him down and like here are these people who are actively being benefited from them and then you know actually like kind of learning a little bit from the angel of the slums themselves and like actually kind of hearing a little bit of their perspective about why they do what they do and like having all of these things just kind of be fleshed out, I think is super cool because it's not that the big overarching story of final fantasy seven is bad. Like, I mean, it's part of the reason that it goes down in history as being like one of the best games of all time. There's so much to expand on and so much to dive into that's outside of this. But I think it's like really cool they're taking the time to dig down in and really flesh this out because even characters like i think one of the things that has always gotten me about final fantasy 7 is cloud like yep. cloud to me has always i mean i guess whenever i was a kid cloud was cool like but i mean once i once i got into high school cloud was just like a big potato like he mm. wasn't he just, he had no personality. Like, I remember going back to Final Fantasy VII and being like, why did I ever think Cloud was cool? Because, like, Cloud is is, is literally nothing. He is just, yeah. like, he doesn't, he doesn't say cool things. He's just, like, he's very, like, solemn and short and borderline just emo for so much of the game and doesn't have, like, doesn't and i mean that's part of the story but that's kind of his that's that's his thing is like he that is that's his whole what he's kind of going through and in remake even though cloud is in that very similar like position he starts out the game being very much a potato and very much like a character who is not interacting well with others he has like some genuinely emotional moments with other characters where you're seeing like his, like his more, his softer side start to show through. Mm-hmm. And you are seeing like, even in those instances where like you're seeing characters be like, just kind of grow and be fleshed out in these really cool ways. And I think it does like make me excited going into rebirth. Whereas like, I, I mean, granted I wasn't really excited for rebirth because I hadn't played remake yet, but also hadn't been like super excited to play remake i think just because like again i really didn't know what to expect um but going into it like it's um it feels like just a 
good Final Fantasy fun thing. Um, like I've I've been thinking a lot about how different it is from Final Fantasy uh, sixteen. Um, like combat wise, similar ish. Um, I mean, it has like the the real time combat. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit different in the sense that like you're. Um, you do have kind of like the tactical mode where you are selecting like spells and stuff. It's not as mm-hmm. kind of on the fly. Um, and you are also like control, like you are controlling other characters and stuff. So there's a little bit of that, but it's like, I think in tone, it's one of the things where like in playing it has impressed me so much more and really put in stark contrast to Final Fantasy 16 because it's mm-hmm. like, Final Fantasy 16 is just, it's just a dour, sad story. Like yes, yes. it, you know, like there are moments of lightheartedness, but it definitely takes more of the like Game of Thrones approach to things where it's like, for the most part, this is a sad story. Maybe yep. we have like a party here and there, but we're not like jokey jokey about it. Like we're just, this is this is like serious people going on a serious adventure. And it's like the flip side, Final Fantasy seven, like has some serious moments. Like there are like very emotional things that happen. Um, and just in general, like the overall plot, like, you know, you're playing as a terrorist who's, yeah. <laughs> who's, who's, you know, trying to overthrow this mega corporation. Like, you know, I mean, it's just heavier themes in general, but meanwhile, like, clouds getting up on a stage and and dancing and like you know you're having these like you're you can go play darts and you can you can like go do side quests where you're finding kitty cats and stuff and like there's just all this like there's a final fantasy energy about it that is so final fantasy and is yeah. so like I think is one of the core missing ingredients out of like what Final Fantasy 16 was. And yeah. I think what made it feel so not a Final <laughs> Fantasy game, because like I am so used to that, like Final Fantasy games mixing those elements, similar to yeah. how kind of like Yakuza does mm-hmm. that, where like Yakuza is very serious, but they mix in a lot of really goofy stuff. And I think that that it's such a fine thread to kind of like weave to use. Like you have to really kind of like thread it, walk walk that tightrope really, really well. Like you really have to know what you're doing, but it's so cool whenever they do it well, because you are able to have these highs and lows in a way that like, few stories can and i think that like Final fantasy 7 remake is doing a really good job at bring at like really bringing up a lot of that final fantasy nostalgia in me where i'm just like man i was like i i was like i i like i like where this is going i like the i like where it's moving i like mm-hmm. the things that's doing like it feels good all the way through to play um so yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm really excited to see. I mean, I, like I, I think with rebirth having come out, I like some of the big revelations of things have at least like kind of, you know, 
at least been revealed somewhat like I think just by marketing, like maybe not in whole, but some of the marketing stuff, you know, it's just, it's out there. Like they've, they're, they're showing what's happening next in the story. But like, I still, I I don't know the huge broad strokes of it. So I, I am excited to see how all of that comes together. Um, And it seems like I'm, I'm at that spot. Like I seem, it seems like I'm getting to that spot where all of those threads are going to kind of come together and I'm going to see what, happens next um i'm excited about it Corey. yeah um no. and uh yeah and we'll, we'll get to talk about that more um soon when we have some sort of like final fantasy 7 lead-in before rebirth yep um i mean a <clears throat> couple things um yeah you're the the end of the game very much will i think like a lot of the discourse you might have seen around final fantasy 7 remake will make a lot of sense and it it's one of those games that has multiple like this is the ending JK this is the ending just kidding this is the ending <laughs> gotcha <laughs> didn't I um it, it does a lot of fake outs um yeah. but it, uh, it's worth it in the end and to follow on your final what the how you're liking this direction of Final Fantasy all I'm hearing is a JRPG is only as good as its mini games it offers. And Final Fantasy 16 offers zero mini yeah. games, yeah. and so you, there there is a correlation. Um, and lastly, uh, to contribute to this is I have been playing Final Fantasy 7 OG. What? Yo. Um, what? Yeah. Uh, to just follow up on this because I've played probably to the exact point you have in that original Final okay. Fantasy 7. Okay. Um, I am currently trying to escape Shinra HQ. Um, I have um, uh, Aerith and Red 13 have joined the party is where I'm at in the game. And so, but I have effectively played in six hours, which you have played in about 30 hours. (laughs) You've Um, played Remake. Yeah. And so sitting. Yeah. In a couple of sittings, but effectively it it is funny um, to... Because the last time I played Final Fantasy VII, between original remake, whatever you call it, was remake. Mm-hmm. And then to come yep. back into this and to like almost ground those big moments into like these now smaller moments, but still equally as big within the context of the game. And looking how they padded it out. They really padded it out by just making all the areas infinitely, significantly larger. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... It's it's been very refreshing to play. I want to finish it before Rebirth comes out. Um, I'm right at the point where I can now leave to go out to the open world, probably like 30 minutes away from that. Um, within within the game, and it it is like you said, being able to jump into this. And early on, there isn't a lot of mini games in the game. There's really just like. I probably missed some, but like the squat mini game with the mm-hmm. with the bodybuilders yep. um, yep. out in a wall market, and I mean just having like some of these like wacky, goofy moments also in the game cloud uh, cross dressing and like having to yep. show himself for the dom and all that, and it, it just like you said, it's a it's a game that has very serious and like dark undertones, and also like raises big questions of like. Here's capitalism ruining the planet and also look at your own world. Capitalism is also ruining the planet. And like, you know, sometimes drastic actions are necessary and required to make change, not advocating for eco-terrorism. 
Um, but you know, you get you get the idea of it. And um I think it's a it kind of is a timeless story, especially in the context of the day and age we live in now. But in terms of a Final Fantasy game, yeah, it's just it's so fun. It's wonderful to be back in this world and like see their original idea of it, but also see like, okay, we're you know, there there's been clamor to to remake Final Fantasy VII, but there's also like a desire from that team to remake Final Fantasy VII with like the tools and like abilities that they can now with the new technology. And so it's, I think the original is a very important piece of art and it shouldn't be lost in this time and space. And I'm, mm. I'm really enjoying being able to play it and I'm so excited to be able to go and play this and then like see how it's now been built upon for rebirth. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, and also, I mean, Remake has it too, but it, I've talked about it with Octopath Traveler too, and I feel like I've talked about it a lot, but I'd love just being able to get my teeth into these older games that kind of have a lot more focus on mechanics. Because even for um, like Final Fantasy 16, very light on mechanics. Final Fantasy 7 is getting pretty heavy on mechanics with the material, mm-hmm. your equipment, how like yep. how you spread your material out amongst the party, um, kind of designing roles for each character, even though they don't have jobs, quote unquote, so to speak, within this game. It's like you kind of build out their utility within the game. Um, and I don't know, I just really enjoy that aspect of these older games. And I know newer games do it, um, but I really just, I dig it a lot. But I'm excited to continue the Final Fantasy VII uh, discourse over the next several weeks. Yeah. But, um, I've been playing it on Steam Deck solely on, okay. solely handheld, really. Um, it took me a while okay. to find, like, so on Steam it comes out as, like, the PC version. So it took me a while to find um, a um, controller layout that worked really well. But there was one in the community okay. layouts for the game <laughs> that works really solidly on nice. deck. Um, haven't had any issues other than have to look up. It's like, okay, click the cancel button to then um, change your party. I'm like, what's the cancel? (laughs) And I'm just like (laughs) staring at it. Um, But I figured it out. And, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's a timeless tale. I'm very excited to keep digging at it. Love it. Yeah, I, um, if if I have any time before Rebirth comes out, I may well kind of hop back into the original Final Fantasy VII because um, I do I do have it on PlayStation Four. Um, mm-hmm. I played a bit of it a little while back, and um, yeah, I could hop back in and play to the end of uh, Midgar as well, just to kind of like get a better sense of where things diverge mm-hmm. um but you know i'm uh yeah uh we will the plan is hopefully uh to have a little bit of a final fantasy 7 um spoilery discussion mm-hmm. uh, for remake um and speculation going into rebirth yeah. um closer to rebirth's uh launch yeah. um at the end of february so look forward to that if you want to hear more final fantasy 7 stuff um Corey, what else have you been playing? Um, I have two more things I want to talk about. Um, okay. I will briefly say I've been playing Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 1. I'm not talking about yeah. it today. Just been playing it. It's coming. 
um, for folks. I'm almost at the end. I have no thoughts to give. Um, <laughs> Zero at this time. thoughts. Yeah, I'm saving them. <laughs> um, for, and then I also played uh, Skyrim on my Steam Deck. Um, oh, okay. It's wild to jump on. I'm not going to talk about it too A much. A lot of people are playing Skyrim recently. It's incredible. It's, it is an all-timer. I mean, so, I love Skyrim. It's yeah. just, it, it, it seems like it comes in waves. Like, yeah, this is it a seems wave. like everybody just all of a sudden is starting to play Skyrim again, mm-hmm. and then nobody's playing Skyrim, except the people who are always playing Skyrim. Yeah, I think you nailed it there. Um, yeah, it was just wild, the graphic jump on it from what I remember in my head, what it looked like I'm walking around the open world. I'm like, I don't remember it looking this good. Like, yeah. Mm. Anyway, it's been fun. It, it burns my battery when I play it handheld. Um, okay. But moving on. Two games I want to talk about. Let's keep the GRPG train rolling. Um, I've been playing another um, old classic that's been brought to modern times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Mario RPG. <laughs> I've, been, I've been playing that. I'm about halfway through it. You've been rolling it, around with Mallow and but, Gino. Uh, I love Gino. Gino yeah. is awesome. Um, but yeah, I've been rolling around um, Super Mario RPG. I think I'm halfway through. I have, there's seven stars in the game that you're supposed to collect to restore Rainbow Road effectively uh-huh. um, so dreams can come true. I have four of the seven. Um, I don't know what any game of this game looks like. I, I know very little about this game at all. Um, but I've been playing through it and what, what a delight and like meaty GRPG game this mm-hmm. is, um, shockingly so. Um, so you play as the titular Mario in like this w- just wild adventure where you're off to save Princess Peach and Bowser's castle. And as you're doing so, a giant sword falls from the heavens and destroys the castle and then. You from there meet up with Mallow and you're trying to find uh, Princess Peach, but there's the Smithy gang and they have these stars and you don't really know what's going on. And then you meet Gino who comes from above and you're like, what does that mean, Gino? And he's like, I serve a greater <laughs> power. I'm like, shut up and tell me, why are you here? I am not here only to serve. I am called to the beyond. And I'm like, Gino, I, need, I really need you to be normal. <laughs> You just <laughs> shut your mouth. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, it's so good. The music's phenomenal. Uh, the same um, composer for Kingdom Hearts did um, Super Mario RPG. And it okay. is like instantaneous. Like you're like, <clears throat> this is Twilight Town. This is yeah. Or yeah. Traverse Town. Like to a T. Um, it's it, playing this game. And like you have no reason to be this good. Mm-hmm. truly um because it's similar i, I mean chain echoes is borrowing borrowing from this but the, like the active participation in turn-based combat of okay i think i'm choosing the regular attack action if i time it when the a character is hitting i can do more damage if i time it perfectly i do a lot more yep. damage and can hurt other people or other enemies and if i block if i if i get it near i can block off most of the damage if i get it exactly perfect when an enemy attacks me in terms of like pressing effectively a the the action button that i get it perfectly when they're attacking me i can take 
zero damage. Um, yep. And like that for its time to be brought forward, I think is like kind of revolutionary of when the game came out and like a completely different way to do a turn-based combat in a way that I think like holds up super well because it keeps you so engaged and also nailing those like perfectly timed actions and like reactions build your like super meter to then do a super attack. And so like there's also not only reward in terms of doing more damage and taking less damage. Now you are building this meter to do a huge attack. And also the more consecutive times you do that, you increase your own attack damage that you're doing and magic damage that you're doing and reducing uh, any partial damage you would take. Um, to bring all of that in when this game originally came out is incredible. And then for it to work so well still now where I'm like, I wish more games in this style did something like this to like, I love turn-based combat games. Um, but you know, sometimes some of the less compelling ones, the combat can get a little like mm, me, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something like sea of stars who I think borrows from this idea decently well, could have like really leaned into it and like made like their combat systems pretty good, but it could have been an all timer had they like, you know, like taken more from it, but effectively like done more with the ideas that they had. Um, but so far being with Mario and this crew and, this like wacky adventure you're going on with like just nonsensical like dinosaurs and enemies and the, the smithy gang that are all weird weapons. It's, it's a delight. It's so fun. Um, it's a pretty short game. I think it's like 10 to 12 hours, something like that at most. Um, but I see why it's so beloved. I see why it was brought back. Um, I'm, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. It's just, it's so fun. It has a lot of mechanics going for it as well. Um, I don't really have a bad thing to say about it. It's it's simply a delight. Um, and I'm really, really enjoying it. And yeah. <clears throat> it is um yeah, it's it, it's such a it's such a cool thing whenever games like figure out this like simple like solution that ends up influencing like maybe not solution, but interesting like mechanic mm-hmm. that ends up influencing like an entire like decades worth. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think about like, you know, conversation about Arkham or the Arkham games earlier, like that combat system influenced oh, yeah. like so many games coming out of that. And it was just a simple, like, you know, they, they just really finely tuned it and made some decisions that people mm-hmm. were like, Whoa, why, how did we never think of this? And that was one of the things with, with Mario that I think was, or Mario RPG that I think really like, especially as a kid for me, like playing through it, like I loved JRPGs of all types. Like I would pick up a JRPG that was like, you know, just I'm slogging through this hours long dungeon, just hitting a here Mm -hmm. and there. Like, you know, I'd do that and, and feel fantastic. But like, you know, there was this, like really cool thing that's cemented with Super Mario RPG and then later like the Paper Mario games and mm-hmm. stuff where it was this like having that active components being able to just go in and it's not like it's not 
you're not penalized necessarily. Like you're, it's not like you are, um, it's a necessary feature yep. to be like, Oh, you have to time these things personally per or perfectly. It's more having to do with like the benefits that it's giving you. You're doing extra damage. You're taking mm. slightly less damage. Like, you know, that kind of stuff coming out of it where it was like, you don't have a ton of pressure on you. It's still a lot of fun. You're getting to have this kind of almost mini game while you're playing the game of like, Oh, I can get better at this. I can figure this out. Like really maximize the things that I'm doing. And yeah, it did really, I think help to cement like super Mario RPG as like this really great RPG on top of the fact that like, it really is like a surprisingly good and competent, like just, jrpg thing yeah um you know it was a it was an outing by squaresoft at the time and nintendo and it has all of these elements of it it feels very much like um link's awakening in a way Mm. where it is this Mm. experiment where they are like they're drawing in random nintendo characters and they're like it's a much more kind of out of left field sort of experience and if you are like a purist where you're like i just want to like i just want to stomp on things and i don't want all these weird toads and all these random like characters showing up and stuff then like maybe you don't love it so much but if you are like if you are kind of into seeing mario go through weird stuff if you've like played the mario and rabbits games and you love kind of seeing him interact in a different space like this super mario rpg is that and it's the original version of that and it has so many just like really cool elements where you are having just different characters who are attacking differently and doing these different like um, synergy spells and stuff. And it's still like a, it's a simple RPG. Oh yeah. Even for the time, like whenever you consider stuff like Chrono Trigger or things like that, were coming out at the same time as well. Um, but it, it is just kind of so much better than it has any reason to be. Yeah. And I think like, you know, created probably the help to create probably the best, Mario subgenre or one of the best Mario subgenres having to do with like Paper Mario and the Mario and Luigi games and things like yeah. that, which like, um, you know, sadly, uh, RIP are, are not really a thing so much anymore. No. Um, but yeah, I, I love that you're getting the chance to play through it. I love that it's, um, I mean, I, it's, it's hilarious that they remade it in the first place. Like just the fact that that happened at all. Um, But even if they hadn't like the fact that I think it's on Nintendo switch online, the original, um, I think it was on the SNES mini, whenever they released that. So, I mean, like they've been keeping it alive. They've been pulling it along. And I think that's great regardless, because I don't think anybody would expect that um, after what a weird thing it was that Nintendo would just keep being like, yeah, you want to see, you want to see Mario doing weird stuff. You want to see him hanging out with a marshmallow and a little puppet man who speaks in riddles. All right, let's do it. Got you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're here. Uh, To follow up on the, um, a good, a great RPG has great mini games. It has great mini, mini games there. There's a correlation there. Yeah. Uh, And those are incredibly fun. Um, if the, the waterfall one was a little aggravating, um, but the mine car I was all about, um, and there, there's more that come uh, throughout. There's, there was the weird one with like the notes of like jumping across, which I didn't particularly like, like. tadpole yeah. ones. 
Yeah, they, I, I just had a tough time with it. But the the minecart I did I've done a few times and it's a lot of fun. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, Super Mario RPG, a just a delight. I highly I highly recommend that, it. The one that comes to mind. I know there's um, Yoshi Racing, but I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, um, I think the one that I remember is the um, where you're on barrels in the river. Oh, the one that there was that one. Yeah, I like that um, one. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the one that I remember. Um, also, not a mini game, but just felt like a mini game whenever I was a kid. Um, I don't know if you've. I don't. I really don't know where this lands in the story, but there's a part where you're having to like run into a door with Bowser, like time it. Yeah. At the same time, uh-huh. um, I did that for like hours when I, I was believe a kid. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, so that was my own minigame playing Super Mario RPG. There is a moment where you go through this curtain and you come out as like the original looking Mario and you mm-hmm. can't go yeah. anywhere. And then you go back yeah. through and Mario comes out in this 3D and is like looking around, like having existential crisis of like what just happened. Um, yeah, no, it, 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 it's, it's, it's so good. good. It's so good. It's if, good. If, if for I've never played it before. Um, it does seem an, an exact remake, just like spruced up with like mm-hmm. modern cutscenes and all of that. Um, I sprint, sprint to it, people. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, what else you got, Corey? Last game. Last game. Um, last game I played was I was a teenage exocolonist, uh, um, which is like a, a narrative choice game. Um, it to preface, to preface this, it is a game that explores some like pretty heavy themes, primarily of like of loss of like family members and friends. Um, and so with that, uh, I was a teenage ex or I was a teenage exocolonist. Um, you play, you get to name your character. There, I've just chosen to go with Solane. Um, you kind of you get to choose their gender and like how they're like their pronouns and all of that. Um, and it's, you start at age 10 and it goes to age 20 and you are part of this experimental colonist uh, team who lands on this place, Ventura. And they are trying to effectively earth is no longer habitable. And so now you're living here. And so you're, you're growing up here. Um, there's little, it opens up with like some, like a cut scene, like far into the future. And like your characters, like I have weird dreams where like, I think like I, I see things that have already happened or things that I think are going to happen. And like, um, I could have swore like the professor, um, uh, at like school I'm going to on this colonist, like he slips on this banana peel this day, but it didn't happen. But like I was absolutely right about this person getting lice and so on. And it's like some weird things that's laying down. Okay. Um, but you're 10 when the game starts and your parents um, in the colony are like, you know, we want you, we don't want this to be like Earth. You kind of choose what you want to do. Do whatever you want. Meet whoever you want. The world, the world is your oyster here. Um, and so you start out, you do get to choose kind of like a background. Like, are you sporty? Are you smart? Are you like sociable? There's, there's more to it than that, but that's the idea of them. And you can go and you can play sports ball and you can build like your toughness, bravery, your athletics, or you can go uh, to school and you can study like sciences and history, or you can do like engineering and uh, biology, or you can work out in the greenhouses. 
and you can help your parents who who, who grow the food for the colony. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna help y'all. I'm gonna work fields, or you can just hang out and like do nothing, or you can help in like the supply depot and like deliver supplies around the colony. Um, and as you're doing that, like you're growing your own skills, and so like you have a skill tree, and this like helps grow your skills, and you also build relationships with other characters. Um, and like build friendships with them and like the story kind of uh-huh. progresses and um early on like it's not avoidable um unless you know how to avoid it um which you can do in your second playthrough but like one of your classmates passes away like out almost out the gate and i'm just like playing this like excuse me um no. that's not cool um didn't like that i still don't like it um but it it's it's kind of teaching lessons like there are some things that can't be helped like accidents like truly do happen um and it's but it like shows how this colony is like you know they rally around this family and like you know we're gonna do better you know she this this um child was like one of the first children uh, to be on this planet and like we're giving her back to this planet to help us like continue to live and grow and it has kind of like that idea of like with like her and the soil that's there, she's going to help grow new crops. And so we can keep on living like her name. And it, 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 I think it does it well, taking like this approach with it. And kind of throughout, it shows that the world is a bit more maybe dangerous than it initially lets on because it has okay. a couple different seasons. Um, that are effectively just like our seasons, just with different names, but it has a distinct season called the glow season where the entire planet goes really dark, but everything glows like all the plant life is like this neon fluorescent light. And during this time, the, the planet's wildlife kind of becomes, um, very like aggressive and like the colony gets attacked every year in the glow season, the colony is going to get attacked. Um, and so like different things play out in those scenarios like different members of the colony are in danger during that time um and so depending on how your first run goes you could choose right and like save some of them or you choose not wrong uh, but where you like save someone else that maybe didn't need your help and another colonist doesn't make it because of that or some your skills if you focused enough skills in a certain area maybe you can do both save both in this like scenario. Um, but the game slowly just kind of plays out and you're learning more about the planet, depending on what you're doing. You're also like the, the food shortage, there's a food, food shortage at one point and you're like, okay, um, maybe if I explore and scavenge more, I can help build the colonies like food supply and more people are going to live because of that. Um, there's also this weird infection and like virus going around. I need to like, help with that as well and there's there's a lot of moving parts kind of all going at once and uh-huh. as the game progresses more characters get introduced again you're building like relationships and those can turn into like a, like a full like romance if you wish it to um but there's like a like big story to it um and so i found it very i played through it almost twice now to put that in perspective okay, okay. and things that without giving away too much things that you learn in your first playthrough. Uh, your character kind of has this like deja vu like power to them. It hasn't been, haven't fully discovered it yet. I've looked into it and they're like, it takes like three or four playthroughs for you to really 
kind of figure out why your character okay. can do this. But next time through, the the child who passes away, I saved them like immediately. Okay. There, there's okay. like a whole thing, and it's like, wait, no, this is when it happens. I need to go and like you solve the situation, yeah. um, and that kind of like continuously happens. And there are choices to it as well. You can like fully. Uh, I've looked into it on Reddit. They call it the delusion run, where you're telling everyone, no, I can see the future. I live multiple lives. I know what's going to happen. Everyone should listen to me. They think you're crazy uh, when you do that. <laughs> or you can just be like, it was a lucky guess. And yeah. like, there's a lot of choices like that. And you can make like some pretty interesting choices as well, like towards the end of the game. Like, I want to be governor of the colony. And I can do this by either convincing. Um, people, the the other leaders in the colony to like elect me this time around or oh. I can blackmail them into doing this. Okay. And you know, there's a lot of different ways to kind of go about it and there's a lot of choices to make and there's um, a lot of that is kind of going on. The, the, the one thing I kind of don't like, which I think you can turn it off, which I just haven't yet because it, it kind of like the challenge there's after everything you choose, there is a like card game element to it, like a challenge thing. And so it goes based on like athletics, social or knowledge really is what it is or or a toughness challenge. And so if you're studying engineering, it's going to be a knowledge challenge and you get different cards based on like your choices that you've done. You start out with a select number of cards that you kind of want to get rid of as you go because they're bad. It's a deck builder really is what it is. But as you this, like, this only sounds good to me, Corey. Yeah, I know you would actually really like it, but like, <laughs> uh, there's a character named Tangent. Um, and as like you're growing the relationship with her, like you get tangents, and like Studious Habit, I can't remember exactly what it is, which is like a, a plus three card. But the more you build her relationship with her, eventually you get the plus five one, then a plus seven one, and so on and so forth. Or there's, and some of them have different, um, characteristics there's one for a character named Nomi and it's this returns to your hand every time even after you play it and so it's a four which isn't super high um but there's rewards for playing cards all the same suit or color or also in like numerical lowest to highest so four comes up a lot in that scenario and every time you play it it comes right back into your hand and it's Mm -hmm. a pretty powerful card in that regard you can upgrade cards too to make them better. Nice. Um, and you can carry around different skill cards as well. There's like one, like a plasma laser that increases your combat by plus 20. There's also um, like the shovel that increase, increases your biology by like 15, so on and so forth. Things like that where okay. you have a deck builder and certain cards that make you better at certain things and other, and you can rotate those out as much as you would like. Yeah. Um, to all that, it's an incredible game with like a really good story. All the other characters have a lot going on. Like, there's no way to see everyone's story in one playthrough either. Like gotcha. in my in my first one, I really focused on about two characters, and I kind of got to see to their end. Right now, I have about three or four. I'm juggling. Second time through, you kind of know more what you're doing. You know, kind of how more plays out as well. Um, but it, I think it captures the. At the end of it, I think it captures like a lot of the emotions we all go, go through growing up at those ages of like, oh, there's like kind of this weird kid who 
maybe smells a little funny that a lot of people don't like because he doesn't really like talking with a lot of people, but you hang out with him and he's just like, he's just really introverted and doesn't know how to make friends and you're friends with him. And you're like, Hey, like you're cool, dude. Like we can just hang out. Everything's fine. Like yeah, no need no need to be stressed. Let's just, let's just hang out. dude. He's like, yeah, let's, let's just hang out. That's, that sounds nice. Then there's also like these like weird competitive like parts of the game where it's like you're picking teams and there's the bully of the group and mm-hmm. you have to, you can either stand up to her or like not. And you're like, you're like awful. Like, please stop. <laughs> and then they like, they like come to you later and they're like, I'm, I'm sorry. I just I don't know how to like, I don't know how to like hang out with people and like, I don't, people don't like me. And so mm-hmm. I feel like I have to like do these things to like get attention. And you know, it, it can't, like I said, it really like emulates, I think what it is to be young at that time. And like, for me, I'm like, you know, I, this is, even though this is taking place on like, a random alien planet through a wormhole in like a completely different future. And it's, it still is like kids are going to be kids there. There's growing pains in adolescence. There's like weird things that happen. A lot of like, you know, there, there should just be a lot more patience for a lot of things going on. That's not there. And I think this game like really nails it. Um, and it's beautiful to play. I really like, I played through it twice. I want to keep playing through it again. Um, I mean, a playthrough takes maybe six, seven hours. Um, okay. the second one's taking even less time, mainly because I'm not reading as much. Yeah. Um, because sometimes it, the scene scenes are repeat scenes a lot of times, okay. um, for ones that you've seen kind of in the main story, but they, they have changed based on what characters are alive and are not alive, which is really interesting as okay. I've saved. I've been able to save everyone in the second playthrough, but I've saved a lot more and it's kind of changed how it's played out too. Um, okay. And so like in my first play, yeah, I don't want to spoil it more than that actually. So I'm going to leave it. I'm not going to say more of who doesn't make it and who does, but like I saved yeah. someone pretty significant this time around and it's completely changed how the back half of the game played for me. Okay. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to see if I can save everyone and like have a good ending i had a pretty bad ending my first time around i kind of think that's the point um there's a whole extra character i've met this playthrough that i might i think i can meet you a lot earlier because i remember like hints at you like really early in the game but now i'm meeting you like near the end i Uh think if i do if i play my cards right i will come across you much earlier and you seem like you have a lot to play or a lot to add um in this scenario so yeah it's so good so so good uh, like i said it deals with heavy themes and that's something that like you can like you know not embrace but like understand and like work through and like know that there is a better outcome in the future of the game like absolutely jump on it uh I've, Again, played it on Steam Deck. I got it on sale for like $15. I think it's normally $25. Okay. Um, okay. I think it's also on Nintendo Switch, if I'm not mistaken. And yes, yeah, um, really fun art style, really good characters. Uh, some characters are awful. Some characters are great. Some are just kind of meh. And that's kind of the point. Um, but it's really good. Really, really good. Very cozy. <clears throat> Love it. Um, yeah, it, it's been on my radar since it came out originally. I don't know if it released 
I can't remember if it released on PC only first and then it later did. came to Switch. Or if yeah. It, um, yeah, which may have been what held me off from playing it at the time. But I remember whenever it came out, um, really like getting excited about it for me personally. Whenever I saw the deck building part, I was like, yeah. all right, let's go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big deck builder. Um, so I think that's yeah. why that part yeah. of it. But you yeah. can turn it off. I just have it. Yeah. Well, and that's the, um, I mean, having not played it, I can't go into it a whole lot, but like the, that is one of the things that I remember hearing a lot about it is like, they just, they, they have a lot of accessibility options to make it like a, you know, if you want to experience this there, we will, we will find a way for you to be able to experience it, which I think is cool. Um, so that's, that's, Really exciting. You're making me want to play it immediately, Corey. You should play um, it. Like I said, it's will, short. Uh, you can dive into it. I will it. cancel my infinite wealth pre-order. And I'm, well, uh, I don't know about that. We'll no. dive on in to I Was a Teenage Exit Colonist for the next couple of months. And I'm excited. That's great. Corey. Yeah. Um, Corey, you got anything else today? Not today. That's it. That's we're, running, it. we're running long, Corey. I mean, um, are we? You know, well, we're not <laughs> running longer than our... We're, we're running yeah. longer than last year yes um are, we're running we're running about on par with where we have been yeah. recently so you are right touche as you would say Corey. Touche. um yeah Corey. um i'm really excited about next week we're going to talk about um 2024 we'll yeah. be looking forward to what we mm-hmm. predict um gonna be exciting but until then Corey, uh, where can people find you on the internet if they want to find you on the internet same as always recently, Instagram, hash slinging thrasher, or email us at uh, arcade.cozy at gmail.com. All right. Um, you can find me uh, not on the uh, Instagram currently. I mean, you can. Uh, four point pixel. It still exists. I just it does. Uh, haven't been posting. Um, haven't really been doing much. I occasionally watch reels on it because um, any other uh accounts that i have that i try to watch reels on is uh horrendous mm. um, because the Checks algorithm out. has not been tuned to, mm. <laughs> to, see it. um to what i've uh, watched on there so it is it is a nightmare to try and watch reels on anything else um but yeah uh if you want to follow somebody on instagram i don't know hey guy Corey. oh he's mm. a he's an internet personality that you that you're liking <laughs> Oh gosh, no internet for some of them. Like I don't know. Wow. You've put me on the spot. I have no one. Uh, um, you know, uh, Taylor Swift. I hear she's yes. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like her. A she lot. she could use your support. She's an up and comer. Um, but uh, yeah, go go follow her on Instagram. Um, it's probably Taylor Swift. Probably on Instagram. Yeah. Um. If if it's not, she probably will pay somebody to to let it be. Uh, Taylor Swift on Instagram. It's like Taylor um, Swift thirteen or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Corey, uh, this has been a lot of fun. Can't yes. wait until next week. Mm-hmm. Until then, uh, this has been Arcade Cozy. Life is hectic. Why should Treasure your hobbies, hobbies be, be too? too? Yeah. Yeah. Seven. Yeah.